Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Isn't it crazy how much we pay for new brand clothes? Yeah, Karen, it is. It's so crazy, Deb. Why do we buy new kids' clothes if they just outgrow them in a few months? Wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome discounts on gently used clothes? This is not how anyone talks. No, Karen, it's not. But (laughs) please continue, Karen. Well, you see, Deb, there's this website called Swap.com, and it's the world's largest online consign the world's largest online thrift store (laughs) so please stop driving to the store and sifting through racks instead shop millions of clothes in seconds on swap.com karen that sounds amazing what where can i go to shop at swap.com wait wait swap.com is where you go oh fair enough karen (laughs) thank you shopping at swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment If something doesn't fit, enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days, no questions asked. Podcast listeners can use the code CPC40 for a whopping 40% off until November 30th, plus free shipping on your first orders over 10 bucks. Check it out, swap.com. Karen, you did an amazing job. Thanks, Deb. Okay, uh, I know we made fun of this ad. It's just because the copywriting is really bad. It's so bad, and I want to redo it for them because I've actually gone to swap.com because I was just so curious, and I am going to buy boots. Yeah, it's so legit. This it, is a legit idea. It's actually a pretty legit idea, even though, hey, Swap.com, can we write your ad copy? <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping! Oh, we, do we have a theme this we week? We don't have a theme. Oh, shit. We Feeling need one. bad. Feeling bad feelings. Yeah. Should we say that? Is that it? Yeah, that is sure. Okay. okay. The theme this week is bad feelings. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Here we are. Here we are to save the day. My first episode after launch. How are you feeling? My tummy's all grumbly. I'm sleepy. Judgment button. I'm really happy. So here's what's happening right now. Yesterday we launched. CardsAgainstHumanitySavesAmerica.com, which is the biggest project I've ever built. And it went really well, and I'm really happy. And now what's happening, what's been happening since yesterday is my Twitter is flooded with angry Republicans. Oh, yay! And I am so horny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm horny for it. Keep it coming. I don't care. You You can't hurt me. So Jen, as you all know, is in don't charge. Don't brag about me. Don't not, do it. I won't do it. Okay. I won't do it. I'm going to say just just straight up facts. Okay. First fact. If you didn't know, Jen is in charge of the customer service department at Cards Against Humanity. True. Okay. Yeah. And she helped coordinate purchasing land on the U.S.-Mexico border. Yeah. And... She coordinated getting a bunch of eminent domain lawyers together so that if the president says, I need that land to buy to build my giant stupid wall on, then it will take them a very long time. That is all factual. This is all facts. I'm not I'm not doing the thing where I do where I just shout about Jen. <laughs> I, I just appreciate wanted, your restraint. I wanted to give people context for the extraordinary things that you do. Thank you very much. You got a little subjective there at the end, uh, but that's okay. It's hard for me not to editorialize. I think that our listeners, however, have an understanding with me. Earlier, someone tweeted at me, but I want the big, beautiful wall. Uh, they want to fuck that wall. Oh, no. If they said big and beautiful, uh, you want to fuck the wall, don't you? Yeah, you definitely want to fuck yeah, the wall. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, you made that pretty clear. <laughs> 
it's, we can, I mean, we've got some very creative listeners. And if anybody wants to put together some Republican slash wall fanfic. I mean. We're not going to stop you. Yeah, I mean, we can't, we're not, we're going to try and prevent the wall. We're not going to try and prevent the fanfic. Right. We can't be held responsible for the creativity of our audience is what we're trying to say. <laughs> Anyway, if you want to follow along with the craziness, because uh, it's sold out now, you can go to cardsagainsthumanitysavesamerica.com and look at more of Jen and and other people. Yeah, lots of other people helped with this. Work. You can look at their work. I really appreciate, you look like you're like about to explode, so I really appreciate how <laughs> you are being, you listened to my words and didn't freak out. I have to tell you, though, not, nope. well, I'm not going to say, I promise, but not complimenting you right now is making me a little nauseous yeah i can you're gonna get hives i'm gonna get hives. <laughs> um, i love you thank you very much I thank you for too. not giving me compliments that was a compliment i'm doing my best let's just go right let's into do the, the episode jesus christ let's get into more bad feelings <laughs> should i read this first one yes hi jen and trin i had a friend a while back and well basically we got into this big fight and stopped being friends the details are not important I recently found out that they actually didn't like me the whole time. They told this to a friend of mine who told me. I feel like that whole time they were just using me for rides and stuff like that, and I'm feeling really hurt. This was something I was insecure about before when I thought we were friends. I also tend to be really generous with friends because capitalism is a destructive force, and I'm fortunate to make more money than most people I know. And I have a car, unlike most people that I know. I also have mental health issues, and it's always been really hard for me to make and keep friends. And friendship has just been something I've always felt really insecure about because I've always been that background friend that gets left out. I've had a lot of friends drop me once I start thinking we are close and they see me get emotional or freak out about something and it scares them off. Now I feel like I'm questioning all of my friendship. So I guess what I want to ask is how can I heal from this friend trauma? How can I feel more secure in the friendships that I do have? And how can I trust people again while still looking out for those phony, mean girl type people? Sincerely, Insecure in Oakland. Aw. <sighs> layers upon layers upon layers. There is a lot to unpack here. Yes. So let's pick it apart with little toothpicks just into itty bitty pieces and start and just start. Let's just, let's just begin. Yes. So listen, friend, Insecure in Oakland. You before we even start talking about your problems, let's talk about you, that you are worthwhile and you are worth friends and you are worth support and you are worth being cared about and you are worth being loved. Yes. So no matter what your mental health situation is, those things are true. So we we definitely agree with you that those are things that you're going to need to work on and probably pull in a professional. But Let's let's do the thing. Okay, how can I heal from this friend trauma and how can I trust people again? Jen, what do you think? So I'm glad you used the word trauma because that means you're not taking this lightly. Obviously, what happened with your old friend is casting a shadow on you right now and your future friendships. And honestly, when you said heal, I feel like that's giving us permission to recommend therapy. therapy. We talk a lot about therapy on our show and therapy can be pricey. It can be a lot of work and it often sucks. But therapy can also give you a set of tools to choose from and make you feel like you have power over your feelings that are zigzagging in every direction every day. So if you can't go to therapy right now, which I hope you will look into, because just so you know, everyone could use a therapist, like a good one. Not everyone should go to therapy or wants to go to therapy, but a good therapist can really help. Quick interjection. I just sorry, I'm interjecting this, but 
it's dawning on me that this person mentioned that capitalism sucks and they have a lot of money. So. Oh, right. Yeah. You can afford a therapist. Yeah. Get, get your butt in there, buddy. Yeah. We often don't get that clue that you can afford therapy or not because right. it can be expensive. But you said you make more money. So, yeah. Yeah. Stop p- p- buying cars for your friends and rent a therapist yeah. by the hour for yourself. Yeah. Oh, man. Please do that. So now you have no excuse. Jenna Trent told you what to do. You have to do it now. <laughs> Here is just one thing a therapist can do for you. And I am not a professional. I've been to counselors before. And one thing a therapist can help you do is reframe, reframe, reframe the way you look at life. I think the fancy term is actually called cognitive restructuring. I'm pretty sure if you Google that, it'll bring up the same thing. Again, I'm not a professional. But what this this tool does, reframing has, has you do some inward reflection every time you think negatively about yourself or about other people. So what you're going to do when you have a negative thought, like let's think, like let's say you think I am so emotional and no one likes me because I freak out a lot. You're going to track the accuracy of these thoughts. You're going to be like, hey, hang on. Where did that, why did that thought come into my brain? Why did my brain decide that was fact? Like you're going to you're going to track where and why you had that thought and you're going to address it and you're going to dismiss it. Are you going to bring it up to a counselor? You can say to yourself, hey, that was an unfair statement I just said about me. That was not a compassionate thing I said about myself. Like therapy helps you practice self-compassion, which kind of sounds dirty. Ooh, Sounds dirty. You're going to love yourself. Love, love yourself you're gonna, hard. Yeah, you're going to really love yourself. Honestly, orgasms also help. But please continue, <laughs> Jen. Yeah. So I just think therapy can help you treat yourself better. It could help you treat yourself as well as you would expect other people to treat others. Speaking of other people. Lay it on us. What's going on? So you were talking about reframing and it reminded me that one of my best friends, Stephen, uh, uh, sorry, Stephen, I'm calling you out on this. He shared this amazing tip with me that I have used is that when your brain says shitty things to you, because it could because those things are can be very uncontrollable and involuntary. Yes. It's as though another person is saying those things because it's all your societal training and your trauma informing you. It's not your conscious mind making the decision to be shitty. So true. That's why it hurts so bad. Exactly. So his therapist told him to name the person who's shouting it. it. And he chose Victor, which I think is amazing. And I've stolen this tip. And we were doing the ad earlier. and I was calling you Karen, which is not true because Karen is actually the mean lady in my head who tells me that I need to like go back in my apartment and fix my eyebrows. I hate Karen. And Fuck it, off, Karen. Holy shit. I got to tell you. So you know how like it, there's that whole thing where like I can make fun of my little brother, but you can't make fun of my little brother. You start feeling that way about yourself. Yeah. Because like if you're fucking pissed at Karen being like you're unlovable and shitty and you'd be like, no, I'm not, bitch. I've got two swords. I own at least two swords. Okay, like I'm very, very cool. <laughs> that got a little out of control. Oh, no, it was perfect. But what I'm saying is choose choose a name. I want to say Stephen chose Victor because Victor sounds like somebody who's like really hot and really buff who would like, you know, I don't know, be shitty to him for some reason. Let's name this. What's name? What's what's oh. list some possible names? Okay. Craig. Craig is very Dylan? good. Dylan Spencer bad. sounds like a millennial asshole. I'm sorry, all the Spencers out there. Chad. I'm sure there's plenty of great Chads. Mason. Mason. Yeah, poor. I feel bad for the poor. I feel bad for the good Chads out there in the world. There's got to be good Chads. Yeah, I know there are. You're out there, good Chads. Yeah. Send us an email. Yeah. Friendshipingpodcast at gmail.com. Well, let's think of some um, 
gender neutral names that people could use because because I, I don't think so. I chose a lady name and he chose a dude name, but I'm pretty sure you can go either way. Pat. Pat's a good one. I know some good Pats. Though. I know some really good Pats. But maybe they don't. Rothus, number one. Yeah. Bear, number two. James. There, uh, there's many uh, ladies named James, it turns out. Oh, I love that. Isn't it nice? Chandler. Chandler. <laughs> oh, God. Do Chandler because Chandler Bing is actually like the worst character. I dislike friends so much. I do, too. Okay. How do you have that many friends in your late 20s and early 30s, however the old they are, that are not, none of, they're all white. They're all white and they're all straight. No, they're all straight. <laughs> none of them smoke or are depressed or are broke like or alcoholics where are your alcoholic friends i know you must have some there's so many problems especially like okay so i know that everybody's like rachel green was a waitress she could never afford that giant beautiful apartment it was rent control and what the other thing is is that like i it gives you false expectations for how cool your life is gonna be when you're poor and like 23 okay i lived through that yeah especially in new york city anyway all right anyway so yell at chandler because the bad things in your brain that are your involuntary responses, that's not you, man. That's not who you are. I love the idea of naming and adding humor to this. That's something my therapist told me was you got to disarm this a little bit. You got to yeah. take the weight out of these thoughts and uh, adding good humor and being like, fuck off, Ross. <laughs> God, that helps. Shove it up your ass, Monica. God damn it. Oh okay. my God, Phoebe. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm bringing it back in. Okay. Do, do it. So if I can just advocate for therapy one more time. Yes, always. Anxiety arises from uncertainty. And right now you are throwing so many uncertain feelings at us. Like you are uncertain if your friends like you, you're uncertain how to treat your friends going forward. You're uncertain how to make new friends and how to give when and how to give money and gifts to your friends. That is a lot of un- uncertainties for one person to handle. And I just I just think a therapist can help you sort this out because no matter what, you are a valuable, worthwhile human being who deserves happiness. Man, Jen, you ripped this question in half. It's very good. Oh, we haven't even gotten to the good shit yet. Oh, I know. We got a lot of good shit for this person. Yeah. Um, One thing I wanted to mention was, okay. so as we went through your question, again, taking it apart piece by piece, you mentioned phony, mean girl esque people. Mm. Here's the thing. No such thing. No such thing. There isn't because everybody acts phony or mean every now and again. And, and obviously there's going to be people who veer more to the bad end than they do the good end. And you can avoid those people. Absolutely. There are unstable people. There are people with issues that they need to work out. They may lend their behavior more towards like being a shit. That, that is a thing. Yeah. For sure. But you're not going to be able to successfully navigate the world and relationships if you think that there are good people and bad people or good friends and bad friends. Serious Black time. Serious Black. Serious Black. After being in prison, so he learned some shit, told Harry, the world is not divided into good people and death eaters. Yes. So you are giving yourself a really unfair task, a really, really impossible challenge, which is to every time you meet a person, know right away. If they're mean or not? If they're mean or not. Oh, my God. Which is so, again, just another thing you are putting on your own plate that is impossible. Oh, my God, Trin, that is so wise. 
Also, can we talk about the friend who passed along the message that the other friend never liked the asker? Yeah, what the hell is that about? That's not helpful. What is this situation? Do you trust this person? Like, what's, what, why, who, what? How did they deliver this news? Like, how did this come across? Like, so here's the best case scenario. The best case scenario is they came up to you and they said, hey, I just want to talk to you about this person. I feel like... They uh, are have been a negative influence on your life and they are a little untrustworthy. They said something to me in confidence that might hurt your feelings, but it's important for me that you know this. Best case scenario. And then they said they're wrong and I love you. Yes. And we don't ever, ever need to hang out with that person again. Yes. That's a good friend. Yeah. That person is truly looking out for you. That is not the vibe I'm getting from the way you phrase the question. Exactly. Because like, honestly, what we think is that this ex-friend definitely liked you at some point yeah i mean that is such a like yeah yeah turn and i were talking about this before we we recorded like who says i never liked them anyway i mean like people in confidence while venting will be like i never liked them anyways i never loved you anyway that's what i've been saying about taylor swift i, n- <laughs> I never liked her anyway which like is <laughs> it's not true it's not true we all know it we all dance to shake it off every yeah. now and again yeah we do our hearts can soar uh to that what's that one song wildest dreams wildest dreams yeah. that's the one uh, gen yep. you yeah you guys. i know because I, I know you like that song i do i really do <laughs> <laughs> for no reason yeah and taylor swift sucks she's problematic she sucks. as hell yeah she's a snake <laughs> but the point of this is that i don't think that this situation is as black and white and cut and dry as you think it is uh and i and i honestly trust past you to make decent decisions about who you invite into your life And maybe this person took a heel turn at some point. That is super possible. Maybe this person is rotten through and through. I guess that's possible, too. But you are not so unobservant that you would put yourself out there and help someone along who doesn't like you at all and never did. I love that. Anyway. Okay. I'm grumpy now. <laughs> I know. Let's if, let's uh, really make this happier and talk about money and capitalism. Oh, God, there's <laughs> so much going on here, too. Uh, a piece of, of advice we should impart on this asker who mentioned that they like giving rides and they have more money than their friends, so they're able to give more. Please know that an overabundance of gifts to your friends might make, make, make them uncomfortable. Yeah, and they're totally right, asker. You are right. Capitalism, it's an unfair system. Too many people are disadvantaged and it is super cool that you are aware of your place in this and that you want to kind of spread your love around. But the thing is, is that you're not mom. You are not uh, mama. You're not mama. And maybe one day you will be mama. Who knows? Maybe you are a mom. (laughs) What do I know? Yeah, yeah. You know, but unless people are directly asking for help, it's a really good idea to just treat that situation super delicately. It could be less that you're being used than it is that you are spreading your money and your love and your energy around too thick and to people who don't want it. So I would say consider focusing and targeting your energy just a little bit more. Focus on charity work. Give your money to organizations that do really good work. There's a really good way to know when to support your friends financially. And that is when they have things like a public Amazon wish list or Patreons, things like that. Kickstarter. Kickstarter. So if there are ways where they are officially asking for help or publicly being like, hey, I am open to some financial support, that is the best way, I think, to to go through that. But if you are financially supporting your friends, 
that's not a fair or healthy dynamic. That puts a little bit too much power in in your court and makes them feel maybe a little bit beholden to you when I know you don't want that. Yeah, I think that's really wise. Man, I really love what you said about charity. Like right now is there's never a wrong time to like give to a great charity. But right now, charities are really easy to find. Use charitynavigator.org and find one that really gets you excited and is like legitimate. Man, my favorite thing around this time of year, those fucking angel trees. Oh, I love them too. They're so fun to shop for people. Mm -hmm. Just feels good. Get some good. You will get good feelings when you do that. And I I think you could use some good feelings right now. I do too. Yeah. Speaking of power dynamics, one thing that stuck out to me in your question was, I've had a lot of friends drop me once I start thinking we are close and they see me get emotional or freak out about something and it scares them off. This is not something that should happen frequently. So something is off here. So it's time to reassess what problems you share with your friends and what you expect them to solve. It feels like you are trying to solve too much stuff for your friends and that you are relying on your friends to solve too much for you, which it's so good to have a support system. It is so good to have friends and close relationships and to rely on each other and to have a community. But right now it feels like something might be off kilter. So your emotional issues, um, which, again, everybody has and everybody sorts out with their friends, with their family and hopefully with professionals as well. Try and lean more on professionals for that. And then in turn, let your friends rely on themselves more financially unless they directly ask you for help or have a public way for you to help them. That is not, I guess, what is a good word for that? Like like trying to like get in there. Like, like get your sink your teeth into it yeah you don't want to like get your talons into their problems yeah now's not a time for that no because you are healing yourself right yep. now man i mean this is common i have to say like to be to put up a little wall and say like i can't help with that right now because i have to work on this that is okay it is yeah i mean i uh recently i did put up like a do not disturb sign on some personal stuff in my life so i could be like i really need to focus on this And once I figure this out, then I can open the door again and talk to some friends about other stuff. Like you are in a boundary setting time, you're in a reassessing time, and you're going to come out of this stronger and with a better understanding of who you want to make friends with. Yeah. So in conclusion? Yeah. In conclusion, there is no good way to sort out the bads from the goods. You are putting so much work on your own plate and it is an impossible task. So just stop it. Dumb that. <laughs> uh, we don't think that that friend never liked you. I think that that's kind of silly. We think that you might want to have a conversation with the friend who told you that information because maybe they were, they were venting. Maybe they are a shit bag and you should kick them to the curb. Great. Do it. But it doesn't reflect on you. Mm-hmm. And three, find a more structured way to spread your money around. You don't need to lay it on thick to all of your friends and, 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 uh, and acquaintances. There are ways to do this that are not invasive. Anything else? I think you nailed it. Wonderful. Next one? I guess. Let's hit it. I have an internet friend whose husband has left her. She's updated her social media to explain the situation in such a way to inform people of the situation and to clarify that she does not want to keep talking about it. But on private accounts, she shared posts that show that she is still struggling through processing all of this and looking for additional work. I'm afraid that if I keep sending her messages of support, I'll come off too saccharine. 
I feel like I would know what to do if we were in the same city. Help her with chores, spend some time together, just be there to talk or not talk as she needs. But I'm not sure what I can do long distance. There's just a lot of advice online about how to help friends in situations like this, but they're all based around being in the same city as your friend. Do you have any suggestions that could work long distance? Oh, we do. Oh, we do. Definitely. We so do. So in our last question, I feel like we laid out a lot of like things to do, uh, some some paths you could take. And for this one, we get to be a lot simpler and say like, you know what? I think you could you could lay off a little. Yeah. 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 She has a support network around her and you're not in the same city as your friend and that's not going to change anytime soon. Um, so to just be realistic about the amount that you can help her, I think, is the first step. Yeah. I mean, she likely has a local support system. Right. So so here's what I think you should do. I think you should listen very closely and pay attention to the way she is asking for help, like share her work online. Use the channel she has given you. Like if she says, if you could retweet my GoFundMe, do that. Right. And if she has a portfolio of work that she wants you to share, then definitely do that. If you have channels um, and people that maybe you can introduce her to that will help her out uh, professionally. I think that that's that's important, too. Yeah, I mean, even if that, you know, you could do that email introduction and even if it between two people that might want to be in business together, even if that doesn't go anywhere, that's okay. You made a nice you made a move. You like you made a move that shows that you care and you're listening. And I think I do think it's okay to send a note or a postcard. Hey, <laughs> hey, friendshippostcards.com. <laughs> <laughs> a note or a postcard that says, hey, thinking of you. But you don't need to write like write like a novel. No, no, you don't. Um, she's being really clear about what she wants, which is additional work. And if you keep sending her messages of, of support and she's not responding to them, then that is not the way to support her. Here's one good thing you can do from a distance. When I was going through a hard time, my friend Molly, who sings the theme song Molly. of the show, uh, sent me just a big basket of vegan delights. And it was the best. Oh, yeah. It was the best thing. Food, sending food from afar is somehow like the I, best thing. I can't remember if, if Molly asked me for like, she gave me like a list of things to send. And I was like, oh, do the vegan delights one. I think that's what happened. That's happened to me a lot of times where people will contact me and be like, which one do you think Trin will like the most? Aww. And I'm like, oh. This is so great. So if you don't know what to send, contact a friend that knows your friend and ask. I agree. And then you've got like this adorable support network talking about nice things to do for your friend. And how cute is that? Should she turn smile right now? It was like, I just things really sucked. And to be able to like have a cookie and a hot chocolate was amazing because it it can be hard to find things like that when you're vegan. Um, So it was really it was really helpful. And also, if she has other internet friends that you are also friends with, um, send like a group gift. You oh, know? I love that. Like if everybody put in five bucks and you like sent over a basket of something I, and having an adorable card that's signed by everybody, even if electronically, I think that that would be a really nice gesture. That's beautiful. Like we're all thinking about you. We're all on your side. I think that's awesome. And also if you send food, then that helps with her finances because it's less stuff that she has to buy. Um, so I would say that's like my number one suggestion. Yeah, I love that. And I, uh, I also I give this advice to to people all the time. Copy one of Trin's tried and true methods. I love this. This is what Trin does when someone is going through some shit. Trin lists the ways she feels she can help. And I love that it's a list because it means you've thought like, well, I can't do this as in I can't come to your living room right now because I am in a different city. Right. But Trin will be like, one, you can vent to me. You can shout. Via text, and I will listen. 
Two, I will get mad on your behalf. Three, I will give you advice. Four, we can ignore this and go to a movie. Like you list the what you can offer, and that is so. And also, then you get the the joy of choosing what you want, which in, in times of turmoil feels really good. Like I'm choosing between these four really good options of what to do next. It's lovely. I always, when my friend is going through a breakup, make sure to put on that list. Uh, you can choose that I will make fun of your ex for you, which is <laughs> so good. Permission to make fun of? Go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like because uh, I mean you, you mentioned that the the husband is the one who left, so I mean it could be a variety of situations. You know, it, it really might not be that they hate each other, but if she does have negative feelings toward him, calling him stupid names, douche nozzle, the uh, ass bucket, <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. But I love, I love it. it. Coming up with creative swears. Oh my gosh! Would okay, be, would be great. That might um, be a fun activity. Do you remember when Corey used to make up uh, a swear a day? Oh, yeah. I'm going to see if I can find that real quick. Um, our friend, uh, Corey O'Brien, who's at Better Myths on Twitter, one of the things he used to do was uh, for his Patreon would be update a new swear word like every week, which was amazing. I'm sure if you could do some Googling, you could find some really good shit. So this friend is, I think, being pretty clear about what she wants. Yes. So this is what we've listed so far. One. Provide suggestions for how you can help her and have her choose. Mm -hmm. Two, send her some food of any type through the mail. Three, get together a bunch of your Internet friends and send a big thing together uh, because not everybody has a ton of money. So it might be really helpful for people to just like chip in five bucks. Right. And then four. I recognize when she's venting and when she's sad and when she needs help. Yes. Because like venting on private social media accounts, this new trend where people have like a public Twitter account and then like a private friends only Twitter account. It sounds like you're on that one, which means that's going to be where they vomit emotions, Yes, which is totally acceptable. But like recognize like this is the public face. This is the private friend space, which means definitely take those words seriously, but also understand they are venting. Right. So like thing, it's kind of um, harkens back to the first question where that friend was like, oh, I never liked her. If she's shouting things like I hate him and life is terrible and it will always be terrible. Like, I mean, you know, step in when you can. But that those are valid things to throw up at your close friends when you need to. And it doesn't mean that you need somebody to pick you up and like save the day. Exactly. To wrap this up, I feel that you will be able to find a good way to help her because she has been pretty clear about good ways to do that that make her feel comfortable. Yeah. It sounds like they're in control and you could be in the support network. You don't need to be the hero. Yeah. And I think that you're doing great in that you recognize that you want to help her. You're not quite sure. You know what you would do if you were around. But man, it sucks because it's not going to change. So you just have to work with the parameters that you have. You're a good friend. Yeah, a damn good friend. Yeah, you're asking for the right ways to help out a friend. What a wonderful thing. I agree. All right. Well, this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you want to email us a question, I think you ought to do that. That uh, email should be sent to friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Include your pronouns, by the way. Oh, that would be wonderful yes, if you could do I, that. I sometimes fear we get them wrong. Uh, we try to be careful about that. But we you try know, to use they as much as we yeah, can. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it'd be helpful to see your pronouns. Yeah. So if you could uh, send us your question and your pronouns, we would love that. Friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can. We just retweet uh, nice things and then also talk about our own podcast at Do Friendship. <laughs> Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Molly Lewis for her lovely theme song. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for doing all of her design. And thank you to Alex Cox for making everything work technically. And thank you 
for listening. And you're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem. Okay, I'm back. Hey! Hi! Wow, that was a long pause. No, 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 it's fine. Okay, let's get back into it. Okay. So, what the fuck were we talking about?